Everybody, welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 135. I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Apricot Pepsi Holland. I'm sat in the very autumnal Berlin, Germany this morning. As I look out my window, the leaves are turning red. The wind is turning cool. And I look across at my computer screen and sat there digitally in his fancy white polo in <laughs> sunny Melbourne, Australia. It's got to be the one called John the Junior Boost Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> Junior Boost, what's been happening in your neck of the woods? Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Apricot. The main thing is... <laughs> Apricot and Junior. <laughs> the main thing is a couple of people have started calling me Junior Boost, which I'm less than thrilled about. <laughs> <laughs> in your chambers, in your yeah, law, exactly. in your law chambers. I came into work the next day, and the little placard outside my office had just been changed <laughs> to Junior Boost. <laughs> John, mm. today I wanted to talk about Spotify, Spotify, mm-hmm. Spotify, Spotify, but perhaps a more niche spotify topic than anyone would think because that's what we like to do here on dptm i know you've all heard about spotify before and mm-hmm. you're thinking we're going to talk about how they don't pay artists enough money look mm. i love spotify but it's not a perfect corporation mm-hmm. let he who is without sin cast the first stone i believe is a quote from spotify ceo founder daniel eck <laughs> so we're not going to talk about the problems with Spotify today. We can get into them in another cast. I myself am a musical artist. I have yeah. at least four artists. I think I have four. I'm going to yeah. say I have Alexander Holland. I have the mm-hmm. Clemsig Interchange. I have Des Megan and I have Wellbeing on mm. Spotify. Maybe even a couple more of my pseudonyms are on there. So I have a lot. And and so you've got just your name and then three Pseudonyms. Yeah, three pseudies. Yeah, and three then other projects. And then out in 2024, it's going to be Apricot Pepsi debuting. Apricot Pepsi with <laughs> the hits of Don't Praise, the, with all of the music from Don't Praise yeah. the Machine, the theme, the outro. <laughs> yeah, man, people go mad for that. <laughs> so I think at this stage, we don't need to explain Spotify out there to anyone mm. in DP. TM land. I even got my parents a Spotify account many years ago. Hmm. And my dad, I remember, was back home for Christmas and my dad, Stephen, was going to buy my mother a compact disc as mm-hmm. a Christmas present. And I said, let me introduce you to my favorite bald Swedish friend, Daniel Eck, and his <laughs> project, Spotify. So I got the <laughs> Holland household a Spotify account and right. they've loved it. My dad loves the playlists. He's popping all of his favorite mm. songs in there, walking around the streets of Adelaide. <clears throat> Just saying to his phone, Prince Soundcheck Japan. <laughs> 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 
Stephen's absolute number one favorite song of the world, Prince Soundcheck Japan. (laughs) 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 But in any case, Spotify, Quick Primer, one of the world's largest music streaming providers with over 574 million monthly active users, including 226 million paying subscribers. I'm a paying subscriber, John. You're mm-hmm. a paying subscriber to Spotify? Yeah, I am. I, I was quite embarrassed the other, uh, well, earlier today, in fact, because Jacinta was, um, she had a friend over and they were listening to Spotify and then an ad came on ah. and, the, and her friend was like, don't you have Spotify premium? And she's like, nah. And I thought, man, what, what is it, 2009? What are you doing with a, a Spotify free account? Jacina. It's not a good look. If I'm at no. somebody's house and one of those ads comes in Spotify, it <laughs> yeah. says it says to me, this person doesn't respect music mm, and exactly. uh, I need to leave the house at once. <laughs> she said. <laughs> this is quite you know, I love her. But um they were also they were doing some working on the kitchen, right? Where it's quite boring, oh, yeah, but okay. we're replacing the tiles. And then the and then the, our friend, shout out to Samian, said what have you got on? Because she was going to switch over to her Spotify account, which naturally is a Spotify subscription account yeah. like everyone else's. And and Jacinta said, oh, it's just a, a home renovation playlist. I just put in home renovation. <laughs> That's great. And I was <laughs> like, is that a joke? It's like, what? That's just someone's music taste. There's no renovation music. <laughs> Mood. The mood is home, is kitchen renovation. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Jessica, I guess it would be, listening. I guess it would be upbeat, you would say. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, kind of, uh, exactly. It's like whistle while you work music. Yeah. Basically. Home <laughs> retiling the kitchen. Speci- yeah. Or gra- it's a specific grouting playlist. <laughs> grouting. Yeah, it's like grouting shanties. <laughs> <laughs> Classics um, of grouting. It was a lot of LMFAO, I imagine, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Just vapid. <laughs> of course. Of course I want to I wanna grout with party rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I love Spotify. You love Spotify, John. We ourselves, the Don't Praise the Machine podcast is available on Spotify. One of the reasons that I love Spotify and why I think you love Spotify, why everybody loves Spotify or certainly anybody that's aware of its recommendation algorithm features, mm. especially when this, when they, they kind of pioneered this, or at least I, this is the first time that I was exposed to it, was that when I first got Spotify, people were telling me you can do this thing where you can start listening to music on Spotify, choose your favorite songs, or uh-huh. you could find a, a curated playlist like Spotify mm. will put out Renovations. so many. <laughs> exactly. And it would yeah. know it would know that you'd listen to LMFAO all the way through and you had <laughs> you'd 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 skipped Debussy, but you'd listened yeah. all the way through to Party exactly. Rock Anthem, so it knew, oh, we'll just give this idiot some more. <laughs> <laughs> some more red foo. Um, yeah, so you're talking about like uh, playlists that it will make for you based on the algorithm. Correct. So, so yeah, okay. the one that's the most famous is Spotify's world-famous Discover Weekly 
playlist. Mm. So the yeah. Discover Weekly playlist is a playlist that is specific to you as a user and based on your listening habits. So every Monday, you open that Discover Weekly playlist yeah. and there's going to be 30 brand new songs that mm. it's going to present to you and you only have one week to listen to them. You can obviously save ones that you like. But Sunday night yeah. goes over to Monday morning and it refreshes and you get a whole mm. new... 30 new songs on Discover Weekly. Yeah. When I first discovered the Discover Weekly playlist, it was a total game changer because mm. very quickly it knew what I wanted to listen to and it was suggesting mm-hmm. to me new music every week, mm-hmm. new art, a lot of new artists that I hadn't heard before and I was saving them all and I was going, man, this is so good. I'm hearing so much new music. Mm. Start of the week, you got a whole bunch of work to do. Maybe that's bringing you down. But what I would have is my Discover Weekly playlist, and I couldn't wait. Yeah. And I would listen to my Discover Weekly playlist. I'd listen to those 30 songs, and I would save the ones that I loved the most. And then probably mm. every three to six months, yeah, I would make my own playlists based mm-hmm. largely off Discover Weekly and then distribute them to my friends and family because I gained yeah. a bit of a reputation as a taste maker. Mm. And these playlists are some of the most famous playlists that you're ever going <laughs> to remember. They had really recognizable names that I gave them, which I'm sure a lot of listeners out there are going to remember. Mm. Talk about playlists like Tony's Gate, mm-hmm. Volga Latin. <laughs> nice. Glitter in the Mud. We oh, had, nice. nobody f- can forget, summer of 2016's Wheel That One Back. We had <laughs> Summer Loving Torture Party. We, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that one. We had When the Police Come to Get Me. That was an absolute classic. And mm. probably my most famous playlist, The Sinner's Guide to Confession. And anyone out, I think I might actually post a link to some of these in mm. the uh, socials. John, over the years, mm. you've had a great time with Spotify Discovery Playlist 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Al, for that very open question. I've, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I remember, well, it wasn't so long ago. It was kind of just in the very first months of COVID that I was listening to a lot of music and I was doing the same thing. I was basically getting my weekly discover list and I was saving to a separate playlist everything that I liked over over a few months that meant that I had some real bangers and I'd kind of done that in a slightly less committed way over previous years so you know you kind of start with with the, with the genre that you like with more popular proponents of that particular genre and then you'd get kind of maybe some slightly some stuff that was kind of in between the you know two genres that you gravitated towards or some stuff that was a little bit more obscure that you really got into so yeah i've got a lot of a lot of nice memories of the discover weekly playlist and also some sad ones where i would go oh dang i forgot to save that and now yeah. it's lost in the ether that um, isn't that i think that's a really common experience is that mm. you say to yourself You'll be doing a bit of work listening to your discovery playlist and a, a mm. song will come up that you'll go, this is excellent. I'll make sure I save this before Sunday night. Mm. And then suddenly you wake up Monday morning. You've exactly. got terror in your chest because yeah. it's gone forever. 
Yeah. You wake up at three o'clock in the morning on the Monday and think, not only do I have Sunday scaries, I've got, <laughs> I've got a, an unquenchable sense of loss for a track that I really connected with. <laughs> so, John, I love me. I love me some lo-fi hip-hop. I'm sure that it's a genre that we've mentioned on the podcast before. It's mm-hmm. been a cultural phenomenon that's exploded really in the last, probably less less than 10 years. I think it really mm. came onto my radar in about 2016 with the, I think it, back then it was called Chilled Cow, but she changed her name <laughs> to Lo-Fi Hip-Hop Girl. And right. it's... It's basically a genre of instrumental hip-hop music, which is perfect to listen to when you are studying. So it kind of really launched this study beats genre, this whole Mm -hmm. thing of music that people make that doesn't really grab your attention too much. It's more Mm. a vibe that can exist in the background. Mm. Yeah, And I spend a lot of my time on computers making things I previously worked in tourism and I was able to listen to a lot of music while I answered emails. And so I'd listen to a ton of this lo-fi hip hop. And more recently, I've been on the computer again, trying to learn some new things. So I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi hip hop over Mm -hmm. the last, I would say, I say it's increased in the last two years, the amount that I've listened to, particularly because I've been spending more time learning things on the computer. So I put it Mm -hmm. on, like I'm trying to get better at German. I'm trying to learn some things about marketing. So I've got my lo-fi hip-hop beats on. Also, I started a lo-fi hip-hop group myself, the Clemzig Interchange, with my friend Matteo Grilli. So we also had to kind of be in that world to make sure that I was positioning the music where it needed to be. So I listened Mm. to a lot of lo-fi hip-hop playlists. Mm-hmm. And I started to notice increasingly that my Discovery playlist had mm. gone from amazing 80s jangled pop jams yeah. uh, and stuff that I love. Yeah. It's just a f- couple lo-fi hip-hop jams popping in there. And I was like, look, right. that's fine. I know yeah. I like a little bit of hip-hop. I appreciate that you're paying attention to what I'm listening to, Spotify. Thanks for that. And then yeah. I would say over the last year, it started to increase in the amount right. of lo-fi hip-hop that started to appear in my discovery playlist it yeah. started getting particularly irritating probably about a year ago <laughs> okay. where it was it was a lot and i wasn't yeah. getting much else mm. and then last week marked a very dark day in my relationship with spotify <laughs> where i <laughs> opened my discovery playlist yeah and i shit you not every single one of my 30 Discovery weekly playlist tracks was lo-fi hip-hop. <laughs> there was not a single other genre in the wow. entire list. So Spotify <laughs> had decided that that was yeah. the only thing that I wanted to listen to. Mm. And this caused me to Google the problem at mm. last. And of course, I was not the only person who had mm. suffered this fate at the hands of the Spotify recommendation algorithm. And in fact... I discovered that there's a term for it that people mm-hmm. have been using, which is Spotify Discover Weekly Contamination. Mm, interesting. And one user in the Spotify community forum, so there's a bunch of people that have written to Spotify. There's, a, there's an yeah. open community forum where you can get answers from representatives from Spotify, where you can complain right. about things or you can recommend new features. And so the first one I discovered is a user called Acuran. So Acuran's written, 
Discover Weekly used to be a feature that I liked and I would often find good music there, but recently it's become contaminated because Mm. my kids sometimes listen to music on my iPad. (laughs) So now Discovery Weekly is just full of stuff like Mm. what they listen to, even though their listening is just a tiny fraction of the overall listening on this account. How can I reset the taste profile in Discover Weekly? It's gone from being awesome to being completely useless to me. (laughs) Uh, So that's the first example, which, of course, you can imagine loads of kids just picking up the device. Yeah. And And if, uh, yeah, maybe you've kind of looked into this sort of in terms of how their algorithm works, but obviously that, that message suggests that you can inadvertently tip the scales based on a relative low proportion relatively low proportion of the overall listening yeah <clears throat> because mm. because no, the nature of algorithms is mm. of course that the company doesn't tell you how they operate a mm. for uh, what do you call it? Business? What's it called? Yeah. Like a business secret or business confidentiality? Yeah, or yeah, like com- trade com- secret. Trade secret reasons. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also because <clears throat> when you're dealing with uh, when you're dealing with platforms where people are trying to get eyes on their content, for mm. I mean, Spotify would be another example of this. They need to hide the algorithm so you can't game it. So mm. nobody actually knows outside of a very small amount of people at Spotify, how the algorithm actually works. So yeah. it is possible that perhaps the kids listen to a certain, that person's kids listen to the music at a certain time of day and yep. who knows how many da- data points there are, but for whatever yep. reason, Spotify has gone. We think that despite a relatively low amount of these songs being listened yeah. to, that you want to hear more sure. of them. But this is a better example, which I love. So somebody called Ramekad C1 has just written similar issue. I have a playlist with a single white noise track that I used to listen to on repeat while I sleep. I did this pretty much every night for several months, but I moved and I haven't listened to it for a few months. Shortly mm-hmm. after I began listening to that track, I noticed that my suggested songs and Discover <laughs> Weekly playlists became polluted with other random ambient soundscape white noise tracks. And the problem <laughs> kept getting worse and worse every week to the point that I would now estimate that 90% or more of Spotify's suggestions to me are ambience. Uh. I chalked to the problem up to a crappy algorithm that must have said to itself, oh, hey, this dude listens to white noise 80% of the time. Here's even more. An asinine logic like that that led to it deciding <laughs> to start completely ignoring my thousands of saved songs, dozens yeah. of playlists, and normal daily listening habits. Mm. I figured weeks of not playing a single ambience track would fix the problem, and I've given it months instead. Nope. Problem still exists somehow. Wow. Even with me listening to normal songs for a few hours per day on average, mm. I'm getting, well, pretty annoyed about it. <laughs> Is there any way to convince the system that listening to literally one sis- one single track from a specific genre and only the one single track, regardless of number of plays, shouldn't lead to this ridiculous conclusion that all I want to oh. hear is more of that genre and essentially only that genre. It's such a stupid, stupid thing to do. And now putting <laughs> it into words makes me realize the extent of that stupidity. It's beyond my comprehension. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm starting to realize why he needed some white noise in his ears <laughs> when he fell asleep. 
And what's great about this as well is that like loads of people have this same problem, but mm. just the nature of corporations and the nature of algorithms, every response from Spotify, like they could not give a fuck. There's, they're apparently doing yeah. nothing about this. So, so one of the moderators has just written, we understand your frustration from this experience as a user, but such things, such things can happen, especially if you have exposed the algorithm of your profile to heavy rotation of one and the same content for a longer period of time. So it basically tells you like fucking too bad, mm. so sad. And you have to start a yeah. new user profile and start training it on. So even so for me, I've had Spotify for close to 10 years and you know, I've yeah. listened to a bajillion songs and Spotify is just going to say to me, yeah, well, too bad, so sad. You're going to get lo-fi hip hop, my, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, have it's you funny, had- isn't it? Have you had this issue at all, John? How's your discussion? Yeah, sure, I can have a look. I mean, I was getting the heebies when you were talking because I was on a road trip yesterday and uh, was one of, you know, was in a rented car. So everyone was taking turns to Bluetooth connect their phone to the car stereo and play selections of songs that they liked. Yeah. And when my turn came, I thought it would be funny to just start playing like ran- very random, it's like, cause people had sort of stopped paying attention. And then I just put on one, which was like <laughs> man hiccuping sound effects. So it was just like, it went on for a little bit before people were like, what the fuck is that? It's just somebody going. <laughs> <laughs> I now, used to. Yeah. Now my, now my discover is just going to be like demented visceral sound effects. <laughs> I used to, I used to do this thing in, an office that I worked in where at lunchtime we would always put a bit of Spotify music on in the background. And then what I yeah. used to, what I used to like to do is I would search for soundtrack music of, and I would, I would just look up tense bomb diffusing scene soundtrack and it would, <laughs> bas- <laughs> and it, would it would basically in the background play the, this, if you can imagine the, who wants to be a millionaire music when the person is deciding which option to choose in the multiple choice. It's this kind of repetitive, it's this repetitive, soft, kind of arpeggiated, Mm. stressful music. And I would just, I would just so wait. Just, everyone's blood pressure's gone up and they don't know why. Everyone, everyone started getting really anxious and not really understanding why as they were eating their bacon sandwiches. The other thing that started to get affect my listening habits in an annoying way, or this kind of seems like a bit of a defect, I'm not really sure what's going on, but when I get to the end of a, say I've got a playlist and, I, and it gets to the end of it and it starts just picking random songs that are presumably along the lines of the playlist, it always plays... Uh, the Shins, and it ah, and it always plays the same song by The Shins. Is it new? It's a new slang. Are you such a basic bitch that it just gives you new slang? It's new slang. Yeah, and I'm like, what kind of fucking? I'm trying to like, and I, like the music I'm listening to is not kind of like this guy's just uh sort of yeah, sort of like entry level indie music guy <laughs> whose music is about <laughs> ten years out of date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to think I am. And then it and then it goes like it starts doing that. So every time it gets to the end, I'm just like, why is new slang keep coming on? 
I'm not watching Scrubs. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it's, and then it goes, oh, it's in your on repeat. And I bet it's going to be like, oh, it was one of your favorite songs of the year. I'm like, well, you fucking yeah. did that. You just kept putting it on. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want this. I don't even want to listen to that song. But oh, uh, like, that would be, yeah, I'd be funny. kind of a bit, in, if I was at a dinner party with somebody and they yeah. just put their, if they said, I'll just put, I'll just put on my Spotify, one of my Spotify playlists that recommends my favorite song. And then new slang came on. I'd kind of look over it. Yeah, and go, it's 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 kind it's a little bit. It's kind of the Shawshank Redemption of music. It's new slang by the Shins. I mean, I fucking love that song, and I'm a massive Shins fan. Yeah, but, uh, sure. If you met if you met if you met like a big tough guy who was trying to pick up a woman, and he was like, mm. "Yeah, you know, actually, what like my favorite bloody song? Do you know new slang by the shit? Oh, they're kind of like indie <laughs> pop. New yeah. slang by the Shins as well. No, because like sometimes I don't. I feel things, you know, and I can't. I don't want to listen to Barnsley all the time. <laughs> have or you the seen, screaming jets? Have you seen Garden State with Zach Braff and Ellie Paul? Yeah, I was just. I just looked it up because I was saying. I was thinking as you were saying that the other thing that would be equally demeaning is if it were just every time there was a gap in my preferences, it was just like we're just going to put the Garden State soundtrack on <laughs> for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, yeah, it's um, it's really funny this because it's the it's both the advantage of the algorithms is also a disadvantage in that the advantage is that you don't have to think. It's mm. the rec- recommendation algorithms take all control away from you and they allow you to just behave the way you want to. It analyzes how you behave and then, unbeknownst mm. to you, it makes a bunch of decisions that you have no control over. You can't go into any area yeah. and say at the moment at least you can't yeah. say actually you've got that wrong and it was just giving me visions of this dark future with these like robot overlords where i'm <laughs> i'm like sitting in my kitchen and by yeah. now you know alexa and siri will be little robots that run around your house <laughs> and i'll just be like oh, i don't i don't I don't really think I like this music and the robot <laughs> will just go nah actually you do love yeah. tr- incorrect Incorrect. You do love Drone Sludge Doomcore. You will listen. You will listen to Drone Sludge Doomcore for the next seven hundred years, and then it just sort of shocks me with a laser, and I just go, "Yes, sir. I do yeah. like Drone Sludge Doomcore." Oh, no, maybe it is pretty good. I'm sorry. Correct. Correct. Comply. Comply. Yeah. So you can't. You can't at the moment, at least on Spotify, tell it that you don't want. I know on um on TikTok. TikTok. Mm added a feature where you can say not interested and i think a few platforms are now introducing buttons yeah, where okay. you can say not interested and actually i do believe that spotify spotify does, as i'm saying this to you spotify does have the same thing where you can tell it mm. you can click on a song and say like i don't like this but the problem of course is that that's not how you listen to music you can't mm. you're not actively going oh i'm going to i I've got my Discover Weekly playlist on. on. That doesn't solve yeah. my problem. I do like lo-fi hip-hop. I just don't want it in my Discovery playlist every no. single song. And it's funny, actually, because almost... I know that I know that I'm doing this for a bit mm. on the show, mm. but I am genuinely saddened mm. by my Discovery. My Discovery playlist used to bring me such joy because it's mm. music. It's just... Yeah. It, I've seen so many bands... Mm. And artists that I discovered through Discover Weekly that mm. came to town and then I bought a ticket to their show. Mm. 
And now it's just this very generic lo-fi mm. hip-hop and nothing <laughs> now else. You've just, now you've just got all the study suggestions you could ever want. It's not yeah. quite the same thrill. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's almost like they need to be, they need to say, they need to have a function where you can say, okay, stop analyzing this bit because this is not... This is something I'm doing for a joke or it's something I'm doing for study and I don't <laughs> want it to count as a preference. I'm, doing, I'm just doing this because we're cooking and Jacinta's asked me to find a song, so I'm just going to play a fart playlist sound effects for a sec. <laughs> then I'm going to ch- switch into an actual song. <laughs> yeah, so I know, I know Daniel Eck from Spotify listens to the... Because the podcast is on Spotify, so obviously he listens because yeah. yeah i mean he wouldn't have anything on his platform that he personally doesn't no 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 he's to. got a he's got a he's got a real direct he's very hands-on i think <laughs> uh, and i, I mean, feel like it's each each week he has to sort of ask himself afresh should i keep don't praise the machine on is it <laughs> is it what we he gets out the statement of principles for spotify and thinks yeah yeah they're still they're still a good a good option. They still say things that I think represent us well as a brand. I think, I think that at the very least, just give me a slider, Daniel. Mm. Give me a little slider mm. so I can slide lo-fi hip hop down to five out of a hundred at the moment, and I can slide up nineteen mm. sixties upbeat Cuban salsa to eighty five because mm. that's that's what I need in my life when I'm feeling a little bit melancholy. I need a mood boost. I don't want to listen to fucking lo-fi hip hop yeah. generally. It's, it can tend to be a little bit downbeat, and I need I need a little bit of a need a little bit of a mood boost. It's some of my favorite music ever made. It's called Latin jazz. <laughs> 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 but yeah, everybody, if you've had a problem with your if your discovery playlist has become contaminated, why mm. don't you write us? And we have a new email address as well. I can spruik that. So there's a oh, yeah. good time. Look, you could be the first listener of Don't Praise the Machine to send an email to the official Don't Praise the Machine email oh, address. We'll have to give so you get a ready for that, I think. Yeah, get ready, everybody. Keep your, keep your fingers on that dial because yeah. you're gonna wanna you wanna gonna you're gonna wanna be the first to get through. So the new email, Don't Praise the Machine is hello at dptm.org. That's mm-hmm. hello at dptm.org. There's no website there yet. Website is coming soon, but the email should work. So if you've had your Discover Weekly playlist contaminated, mm. why don't you let us know? Hello at dptm.org. Mm. Tell us about it. We'll read your email out on the show. And we're in the process of creating prize packs. John <laughs> is currently drawing designs for Lou. Mm. Drawing sti- designs. We're in negotiations with the makers of Polly Waffles and Birdie Beetles to see <laughs> how many, see if we can release a we, custom DPTM rollout of those the, products. The idea is to create a DPTM show bag that mm. we can send to 
we can send to guests full of whiz fizz and poly waffles. <laughs> no, so if you want, to do that, if you <laughs> if you want whiz fizz, poly waffles, and an inflatable purple alien, then you're gonna want <laughs> and you gonna an inflate giant inflatable hammer. Yeah, and a, whoop, and a whoopee cushion and a whoopee and, with our faces on it. And with our faces on it, then you're definitely gonna want to email hello at dptm. Org. Oh, we can't wait to hear from all the DPTMers out there at a brand new email address. was enjoying a little bit of audience allyship a few days ago. Um, for me, it's it's a necessity, of course, of doing the Don't Praise the Machine podcast, but it's also something that I very much enjoy, particularly when I get to kind of mix business with pleasure, as I was doing on this occasion. It was audience allyship in the form of a, a long lunch at a Greek restaurant here in Melbourne with Don't Praise a uh, Dan Maloney, not to be confused with my brother, Dan Maloney, but, uh, Dan's a friend of mine. He's, he's also a big fan of the podcast. He's listened to in quite a short space of time, a large amount of the large proportion of the don't praise the machine back catalog, which is something I'm very grateful for. So we were having a lovely time just talking about life. And as part of that, talking about the podcast and I guess sometimes when you mix business with pleasure, you get the balance a little bit wrong. So I was a bit loose after a couple of hours. And then I realized I've got to go, Dan, because I've got tickets to this event. And the event was uh, something that I had booked with some friends many months before. So long ago that we kind of forgot that we did it until it was right uh, about to happen. And, and it was a thing called Hour of the Wolf at a place called the Malthouse Theatre here in Melbourne. And it was basically an interactive theatre performance. And, uh, I mean, that in itself is kind of an interesting aside, I guess, because interactive theatre is kind of, in, in my view, is a little bit influenced by internet culture and gaming ah. culture and stuff like that, because it's a way of having an experience of the theatre, which is in various ways a bit more up to the audience member and a bit more immersive. And in this sense, it wasn't, I, I guess you'd call it immersive rather than interactive because there were strict instructions that you weren't allowed to actually interact with any of the actors, but you could sort of interact with the play as a whole in huh. that the play was took the form of various different events playing out in different parts of this kind of house and you could walk around to the different rooms and they were all very kind of elaborately designed to have different looks to them. And sometimes what would happen is you'd get a scene playing out in a particular room and uh, you were wearing a headset, which would kind of mic up the actors that, that you were listening to. But also when they were finished doing the scene, you'd get this voiceover saying, 
choose what you want to do next. Do you want to follow Gavin into the kitchen? Do you want to follow Patricia into the church? Or do you want to wait around and see what happens next or whatever? So you kind of, you have this feeling, which for me is a bit like when you're you're playing a game and you're in a sort of cut scene and you can sort of wander away from the characters in the scene as they're talking, maybe go to go to over to the corner and look at something more peripheral and you can maybe pick up clues from doing that. You can follow them between different places that they're going and, and again, sort of gather bits of the storyline by doing that. But I guess when I'm playing those games, I mean, I haven't really done it much in recent years, but I, I always was tempted to kind of do whatever struck me as the most kind of subversive and disruptive thing in those circumstances, <laughs> like trying to, punch the non-playable character or something (laughs) and uh maybe i was kind of bringing a bit of that spirit to the play and i was also just a bit kind of drunk and also in the intervening months that we'd booked this play before we saw it it was getting reviews and they weren't particularly good reviews so i was kind of a bit like i'm not expecting this to be fantastic (laughs) and i'm happy to just kind of let it um you know let what happens happen so i went in and there was a kind of a kitchen area. Uh, and so it was, looked like a kind of, it looked like a kind of um, general store or deli. There was like checkerboard floors. There were shelves full of provisions. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. And just like was wandering around. And then I thought, I'm actually a bit hungry. And, uh, <laughs> and, been, and I saw Thank God I'm in a general store. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna really take on board the immersive component of this, and just and just do what I would do if I was in a real general store that didn't have anyone working in it, which is <laughs> which is steal something that I want to eat. And I, so I went. I had a look at these donuts, and I was like, "Oh, the fuck, they look good." And then I opened them up, and they were prop donuts. So I was like, oh, no, "That's so prop good." Prop donuts, <laughs> and uh, they were like. They were because it was very Relax. elaborately decorated the sets, and so there was like lots of little details, you know, lots of products on the shelves. Some of them, like the donuts, were props. But then I found a caramel, a gooey caramel Kit Kat, and <laughs> and I thought this is a real Kit Kat, so I just took it, and, uh, and then and then I kind of wandered into this room, started to watch a scene, but I'd sort of come in late, and I didn't really get what was going on so i just sort of walked off and i went to this area that looked like a kind of share house in a in a like a living room in a share house there was like thick carpets and curtains and shelves stuffed with vinyl and dvds and soft lining soft lighting and a very comfy couch so i just kind of reclined on the couch <laughs> and started eating the kit kat and then, and then and there were these sort of ushers walking around between the various rooms i guess trying to like deal with any confusion that people had or whatever and just making sure that everything was running smoothly and one of them got i remember getting annoyed with me for being on my phone and then <laughs> Uh, she was kind of like, she's like shook her head and I was like, well, let me just let me immerse myself however I want. And then I didn't say that, but I put my phone away, but then others would kind of walk through the room, you know, and it was sort of so- half dark. It was softly lit and there was kind of music playing and I was just sitting on the couch eating the Kit Kat and then they would sort of look confused and then walk out of the room. And then eventually, of course, it, it was used for a scene. So I was sitting there 
and one of the actors kind of rushed in, presumably continuing a scene that had played out in one of the other rooms. And because they weren't supposed to interact with the audience, she kind of had to, um, I wasn't really paying attention. So she walked right up and then she made this kind of gesture subtly, which suggested to me that like she was trying to do a scene which had to which required her to sit on the couch. So I had to get the fuck out of there. And so I so I stood up and kind of and walked off. And then she got she must have thought, oh, this guy's on crutches and I don't, you know, what's going on here. So she went and got me a chair and a pillow, like a cushion and put it in the corner. By that time everyone had like all the people that had decided to follow her in the sort of choose your own adventure from the previous room or wherever she was had kind of started to filter into the room. So there was quite a crowd and she's like, instead of doing this scene, she was like setting me up with a chair and everyone, I was like, man, these people must think I'm in the scene because they don't, <laughs> most of them haven't seen me. And then, yeah, instead of like watching the, like trying to, cause it was very much kind of cryptic, you know, you had to like pay attention to everything and, yeah. and try and figure, piece together what the hell was going on. And I was pr providing a bit of a red herring because I was just sitting in the corner <laughs> eating, eating a Kit Kat and they were like... Being comforted by the the actress. Yeah, exactly. And the play was called Hour of the Wolf. So I guess some of them were kind of thinking, this guy's just watching. He hasn't said anything. Is he the... Maybe he's the wolf. I don't know. <laughs> is he the... Is he going to do, do something at some point? But... uh. Yeah, so I had an accidental, I guess you could say, an accidental brush with fame, but it reminded me of those strange experiences of kind of being in, being immersed in a cutscene and then deciding to do something <laughs> complete, completely off the wall. So look, I would say to people who are in Melbourne, you know, if you're looking for great theatre, well, there's lots of options in Melbourne and this is not necessarily at the top of the list, but if you want to have a if you want to just make it your own, that's the best way to enjoy it, I think. Go in there, choose your favorite snack, find a comfy seat. <laughs> also, John, you give everybody the big the big the big tip, the big uh the big tip on the download. Guys, the general store is unmanned. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This plays are basically like international waters. If you can't whatever you do in a play, it's not you can't be prosecuted for it. That's my that's my understanding. So you want to steal a Kit Kat? I mean, I imagine if, if I'd just taken a swing at one of the actors, I would have just been like, I'm just being immersed. This isn't real. It's like mouthful of Kit Kat <laughs> trying try to fight the drunk, turned up all smashed, mouthful of caramel Kit Kat that you stole from the general store. <laughs> Taking swings at the actors. <laughs> 